Oh, shucks. He is special. To useless movie trivia. Tonight is a special night. I have a guest host, Butch. Woo! Let's give him a nice big round of applause. We're streaking to the quad after this is over, okay? Everybody with me? Who's we? <laughs> Colleen's going with me. <laughs> so this night, we are actually going to do a deep dive into our favorite movies with the favorite soundtracks. These are the top ones. These are the ones that meant the most to us. That just, I've probably played a thousand times. Oh, my God. The, the movies <laughs> that rock. You guys have fun tonight. Take care of your bartenders. Remember, there are two big rules. First rule of trivia. No phones. Don't be a douche. Do not cheat. Put the phones down. You're with your friends. It's all good times. Keep them down on the table. Second rule of trivia, no yelling out unless it's for the love of us. And that don't yell out your questions. You don't want to help the people around you unless they're on your team. That means that misinformation is frowned upon, which was my strong suit. And when I play trivia, I'm very good at misinformation. I would totally yell out the wrong name. All right, so Butch, let's talk about some soundtracks, man. Yeah, man. What was your first purchase of a soundtrack that you can remember? It's going to be, I mean, the soundtrack to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Little John Williams. I also had Disco, <laughs> Disco, Duck, uh, Disney Disco. I had that record. I had that record. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a soundtrack to a movie. It still rocks. I was, I was blasting it. that on my turntable. You know, mine was actually Back to the Future. I All wore right. that thing out. Way to make me look old. I know. I'm really sorry about that one. But it was my first. Hey, at least I had really good chase on my first one. An incredible movie. Awesome. Definitely very influential also at the time. That was the 80s. I'm an 80s baby, so... Guys, ready to start round one? All right, round one. We're actually split this into different decades. So the round one is going to go through the 70s and the 80s. So I don't know, bitch, if you've seen this meme that's out there of Tim Curry. And it says you either know him from these six different movies. Well, mine was always Rocky Horror Picture Show. Me too. Just, have you seen it live? Where you I, get to throw all the stuff. I mean, it's when you say live, I've seen it in a movie theater where there were people that were way into it. Oh, yeah. And that was epic. So when you throw the, they have a toast, you throw the toast, they had confetti, there's water guns, you put the newspaper over your head. Rice. Rice, thank you. Your rice. It doesn't even matter about the movie. It's more about who's there. It really was just the best. We saw it actually with the Sotilli Theater. Damn it, so Janet. It was amazing. 
So you guys ready for your question? Name the rocker that loves Paradise by the Dashboard Lights that played Eddie. Name the rocker that plays Eddie. We were introduced to 19-year-old Tony Manero, played by John Travolta. The soundtrack was a top-selling album in history until it was topped by Michael Jackson's Thriller six years later. Name the song performed by the Bee Gees that opened the movie Saturday Night Fever. Name the song performed by the Bee Gees that opened Saturday Don't Night Fever. Don't mess with the hair. So when you have a film with immortalized oddities such as generic 80s products, underground punk rock music, and pine tree air fresheners, you know you're in for a ride. Repo Man was released in 1984 and stars Emilio Estevez and Harry Dean Stanton. Soundtrack features punk rock legends such as Iggy Pop, Black Flag, and the Circle Jerks. Now here we go. Here's your question. What kind of beer... Do Bud and Otto buy at the liquor store? Did the can say Bush, Coors Light, Beer, or Bud? Did the can say Bush, Coors Light, just beer, or Bud? I will not help you on this. Butch is going to love this one, too. This is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, released in 1982. Party on, dude. This was... We got Spicoli. We had... There's even Nicolas Cage in the background. Jennifer Jason Lee. Ooh, a little much on that one. Um, and then the red bikini. Come on. Even the I women mean, remember their red bikini. Doesn't anybody knock? <laughs> 
So what concert tickets did Charles Jefferson ask Damone about? Was it Aerosmith, Van Halen, The Cars, or Earth, Wind, and Fire? What concert tickets did Jeff, Charles Jefferson ask Damone about? Aerosmith, Van Halen, The Cars, or Earth, Wind, and Fire? give a little bit more love. I told you guys, we'd go to deep dive a little bit more into these movies. With Fast Times at Ridgemont High, though, what is that movie for you? Uh, Fast Times, it, it was a little bit on the early side of my coming to age, but it, watching the pool uh, room with Damone. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, it, Poor you Stacy. Know, your first experience is always sloppy and weird and not cool. <laughs> And not anything that you expected it to be. And, and that that's, definitely... That's what happened. That definitely personifies the first. You're just I mean, like, oh. And the movie just does so well at Great. expressing that. I'm sorry <laughs> if that was boring to anybody. <laughs> I apologize. So let's go ahead to question number five. You guys should remember this line. Ecclesiastes assures us, there is a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to laugh and a time to weep, a time to mourn, and there is a time to dance. Kevin Bacon went footloose in 1984. This was one of my all-time favorite movies as well, but I really still don't understand his flash dance kind of thing, but I still love this movie. Loved it. I didn't question any of his weird dancing. I was just like, yeah, he's fighting the man. Yes, he was. And John Lithgow, John Lithgow. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean. My question is, who sang the tune to Footloose? Remember, on the bonus round, you wager zero to ten points. There is one question. You get the question right, you get all the points. You get the question wrong, I deduct those points. It's a nice little gambling thing. I don't gamble, but hey. Ooh, it's scary to give the wrong answer. Oh, and this one's a little toughy, but hey, it's the bonus question. So the first question I have as our bonus round is about... The Breakfast Club. You have between zero and ten points. Now you can decide after the question is asked. All right, so Breakfast Club. One of the best songs to the end of a movie is Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Don't you forget about me. Everybody. Woo! Don't, 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 Raise don't. that arm in the air. It's a fact. And when I think about the movies, I always 
80s movies, I always think of like John Hughes and the music of the 80s just really, really stands out. What was that soundtrack for you? <sighs> I mean, when the movie came out, I wanted to be a few of the people, a few of the characters were me. You know, I wanted to be the jock. I was a kind of a jock, but I was also not. <laughs> well, he almost gave away an answer, but he did not. I did not. <laughs> I was also uh, the guy with the cigar burn on his arm. I was also, I just wanted to be both of them. I wanted to be... I wanted to be Molly Ringwald. Well, you Ringwald. did the dance in the in the library, I'm sure. We had the dancing going on in the I library. Mean, I was, Molly Ringwald was a little, little bit of a thing for me. She was she was, she was the 80s queen. I liked, I liked uh, Snow, too. Yeah. She was... I, I, I just Allison loved was great. every character in that. I feel like I was everybody in that room. And I, I was just so happy with that movie. And I wanted to fight the man... But he had all these little snot-nosed punks smoking weed in the damn and breaking uh, up the library. These kids would have been arrested. I know. Nowadays, would have been this fired. wouldn't have happened. The so principal here, would have been arrested. Everybody oh, would have been arrested. So here we go with the bonus question. The five main characters are described in a one-word essay Brian writes. He, the quote is, you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions... But what we found out is that each one of us is a, finish the quote. Describe those five characters. trivia before I announce the answers. So this one I found interesting. I actually told Butch about this earlier. Do you guys know that Steve Martin auditioned for the role of Brad Majors in Rocky Horror Picture Show? That would have been a very different movie. I'm, I'm totally blew my mind. I would have actually liked to see that movie. Like I really want to see that movie. That'd be good too. That have been, I mean, 76? 77, 76, I don't know. Something like that. No, he was pretty well known at that point. He had the arrow through the head and was on Saturday Night Live in that point. He was big. Maybe. I'm a crazy guy. And that would have just been something else for his career. So here we go, round one. Question number one, the answer. Name the rocker that loves Paradise by the Dashboard Lights that plays Eddie is Meatloaf. Question number two. The song performed by the Bee Gees on Saturday Night Fever is Staying Alive. What kind of beer do they buy in Repo Man? Y'all, it's just beer. Beer. They could not get funding from anybody, so it's just a generic beer. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Charles Jefferson asked Damone for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, wow. 
Somebody had that and crossed it out, and I, I mean, my heart broke a little for you. Sorry. Go with your gut instinct on these, people. Number five. Who sang the theme song to Footloose? Kenny Loggins. Guys, I told you these bonus questions aren't going to be easy, but this is probably the most hard. This is the hardest one. They are a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. All right, here we go. Round two. We're going to move into the 80s in a little bit. We're going to leave the 80s a little bit, go into the 90s. So, but... Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Crazy for Swayze. Taught us that no one puts baby in the corner. That's right. We had the music. We had the dancing. We had the chemistry that made Dirty Dancing the classic that it is still to this day. What is the name of the resort that baby stays at? Oh, wow. That they dance, you know, Dirty Dancing. Name the resort and Dirty Dancing. This is going to be a female strong answer. Dudes are not going to know this because no, they were enough. focused on how hot baby was. And we couldn't even put her in the corner. gave us the Oprah Winfrey show, the debut of the musical Phantom of the Opera, and Pretty in Pink, starring Molly Ringwald, Andrew McCarthy, and John Cryer. I still have love for Ducky, but I'm going to tell you right Ducky. now, Steph, I'm going, I'm still, John, you know, James Spader for me, y'all. James Spader. The beginning of the film is just, you know, chef's kiss with the use of the psychedelic furs. However, name the writer of this film. Name the writer of Pretty in Pink. Oh, she may be weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. She gets weary. Try a little tenderness. Question number three. A little banter here for a minute. Days of Confused was released in 1997, but this was one of your top five that you gave me. Yes, that's a fact. So when we, when we like he 
it's so great that he was like, I'd say, all right, all right, all right, every single time I open. I do, too. I overuse that. I think I do, too. However, that was actually Matthew McConaughey's first words he had ever spoke on camera. Yeah, well, listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks in the car with now and get in with us, but that's all right. We'll worry about that later. That blows my mind. He was just psyching himself in, going, who's my man? Wooderson, what's he all about? And he said, all right, all right, all right. So those are actually Matthew McConaughey's first words. The director, Amazing. Richard Linklater, actually gave each cast member a cassette tape of the music from the 70s that he felt personified their character. So each, like, I think um, McConaughey was given the doors. You know, and uh, God knows what uh, Ben Affleck's character was given because he was an angry Be a little shit. killer if you did. <laughs> I've never also been um, bowling ball throwing either. That was, a, that was a special little moment. But the kid buying the beer. Chasing freshmen. Awesome. So here's my question. What kind of cult, according to Slater, was George Washington in? Was it an alien cult, a hemp cult, or a farming cult? Slater's high as hell talking about Colts. Question number four. Did you guys know that the bodyguard is the, still to this day the number one selling soundtrack of all time with over 45 million copies sold? And here we go with our nice. <laughs> That's all I got. Shannon now is losing her shit. I mean, we all want to be Whitney. Right, well, to a point, to a point, to a point, for loving Bobby. Get the fucking crack! <laughs> but you can't hate on her for her singing. She was, she was in the top three singers of all time. So actually, when the movie was released in '92, and it, we know it stars Whitney Houston with Kevin Costner. Costner, it was actually his idea to sing, have her sing that song, "I Will Always Love You" acapella. However, she was not the first to sing that song. Name the country legend that wrote and originally sang I Will Always Love You. The original singer and writer. Miley Cyrus, really? I'm going to have to kick somebody out of here in a minute for Miley Cyrus. It's just not, no, 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 no. I've been disqualified. Yeah, that's so. Original people. And I will always love you. Will always love you. 
Round two, question number five. Okay. I got a lot of thoughts about this movie, but here we go. In 1992, Queen was given a new lease on Soundtrack Life with the release of Wayne's World. Now, if you guys can actually start belting this out. Wayne's World. Collectively. Wayne's World. Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody. Excellent. That's a normal group drunken karaoke song, Bohemian Rhapsody. But... Although I really kind of don't want to hear the drunken rendition, although it is funny, because that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear a good singer. You want to hear somebody that is just shit to bed. <laughs> that makes it the good karaoke. <laughs> it's actually better when it's bad. It's, it's so much better, because you're like, I'm not that poor bastard out there. It's, it works out better for all of us. Yay. But while that is kind of an awesome song, what song is not allowed to be played in the music shop? Oh, I know in this. Wayne's World, was it Foxy Lady, Sunshine of Your Love, Hurricane, or Stairway to Heaven? What song is not allowed to be played in the music shop? Foxy Lady, Sunshine of Your Love, Hurricane, or Stairway to Heaven? Call Guitar Center. They will give you the answer right now. to bonus round. Remember, on your bonus round, there is only one question, and you wager your points. There is a little tiny little line item right there where you put how many points you want to wager. Wager as many as you want. You can do zero. Are you going to be a gambling man and woman? Put up to ten. You Pardon can put me, up can to... I just... Do you have to own the points to bet them? Like, if you only have 12 points, and you put, can but you, you put bet 5 billion points? No, it's only up to 10. So, for between 0 to 10 points. I'm not trying to sabotage. I'm only trying to get rid of loopholes. Continue. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Cassie. Good clarification, though. It's important clarification. It is. Because I'm not counting to five billion and then I, subtracting. I don't have that many fingers. Is not happening. And I think my calculator would just go, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. So our bonus question. Going to start with a little RIP to Brandon Lee. Guys, my dad still makes fun of me today about my love for the movie The Crow. But he has no taste. The soundtrack to this was the songs that were from like Nine Inch Nails. Rollins Band, Helmet. So what night is Devil's Night and is in the start of the movie? I'm going to give you a tiny, tiny hint. It is the fall. But what night is Devil's Night? Oh, whoa. The microphone is on. Hey, I love you, ladies. You guys are awesome. Kyle, I hope that the temple Wake rubbing. up, Kyle. Kyle, is that working on the temples? Are you tired? What's going on with you? 
You're tired. He needs some cocaine. He needs cocaine. to appear younger and thinner oh in Dirty Dancing. That's a fact. He was 32. Yeah. But he wore a, I mean, and then he danced in a girdle? Oh, my God. He was wearing 30 or 29 pants, so. Uh, Either way, he looked amazing. Yeah, he looked skinny. Yeah, I'm going to try that girdle shit out, too. I was, I, I thought I was honored to wear 34 34s. At the same time. And I thought I looked skinny, but he wore 29 29s. And it was because of the girdle he cheated. He did. But damn, he was he sexy. It's a fact. So maybe that's just our key to life. Just screw it. We're just going to get a girdle. All right, round two, question number one. The answer What is the name of the resort featured in the movie Dirty Dancing? It is Kellerman's. Colleen, did you know that? We have to remember the songs. Number two, Pretty in Pink, the writer is John Hughes. However, he was not the director, so I was trying to mess you guys up a little. Days Confused. The cult was into aliens, man. (laughs) That makes me laugh. It was in a cult. And Martha Washington was a hip. A hip, hip lady. Again, one of the most amazing soundtracks. They actually have a couple of them out because they were so amazing. Forrest Gump actually did the same, which we're going to dive into here in a minute as well. The Bodyguard. The Country Legend. You guys, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. I don't think anybody got that wrong. You did? I'm disappointed. What? not quite sure if I could go that. Nobody, Nobody wants I, I to will, hear that. No, I'll bust a television out if I... I mean, Dolly or Whitney, yes. Butch, no. Cassie's a hell no. Big hell no. <laughs> All right, so question number five. Stairway to heaven. No stairway. No stairway. Denied. There's a sign, and they point <laughs> to it. I worked at Guitar Center for three months... They gave me three months, I gave them three months, and I said, I fucking hate working here. So I did give them all of the three months and then quit. But they did, there are people that come in there and they play the standard songs, all of them. And Stairway was played many times, and it's terrible. And I hate it. Don't ever do it. I know how to play Stairway to Heaven, and I don't play it ever. I practice it when I'm sitting on the can. I don't play it with my ass. I play it with my fingers. I have a guitar hanger in my bathroom. 
But Wagon Wheel is also off the That's limits. That's a forbidden. forbidden. You're not, no you're not allowed stairway, to play it. Stairways are not. No stairway. No, uh, uh, what's the Leonard Skinner song? There's a Skinner song, and then there's no Wagon Wheel. You're not allowed. It's off the limits. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Free, bird. Free birds for everybody. I was waiting for that. Free bird. All right, you so your answer, <laughs> your answer to your bonus round is October 30th. Is Devil's Night. I also accepted Halloween Eve. Devil's Night. Ready for round three? Yes. We are in yes. the 90s, people. We are now we're, in the 90s. We're in the 90s. Some of you guys were born then. Oh, God. It was October 30th. Day before Halloween, right? Yeah, that's Devil's Night. Question number one, round three. In the 90s, people, 1994 was actually a very interesting movie year, especially with movies that rock, which is why we're here. Yes. We had Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, The Crow, Natural Born Killers. Wow. Reality Bites. Great movie. But let's go back to Pulp Fiction for a second. Again, one of the quintessential, amazing Tarantino movies and soundtracks. But let's, uh, let's name the actor that plays Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. Name the actor that plays Vincent Vega. Question number two. Goodfellas. And I love that song that I just had to cut off. I may rewind it, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Goodfellas was about as perfect as a movie can really get. But I have this, like, my favorite scene in it was with this song, and it's De Niro's Jimmy Conway knows he's getting ready to whack Maury. And he takes that long drag of the cigarette while Sunshine of Your Love starts to play. You get cold chills over it, but then you're just like enamored at the point of just frozen in time, just going, oh my God, he is the most amazing actor. And if he kills him, that's okay, because he's, he's Robert De Niro. Bobby D. Bobby D. Bobby D. Martin Scorsese rounds out this amazing movie with a soundtrack that is outstanding and features The Stones. If you guys ever watch any, every single Scorsese movie has The Stones in it, except maybe Gangs in New York, but I'm sure he's had some sort of rendition in there. The man loves The Stones. Also features The Who, Tony Bennett, and Sid Vicious. Now that was actually a really great close of a movie too, with Sid Vicious. (laughs) So name the character that says to Tommy, Played by Joe Pesci. Go home and get your shine box. Was it Polly, Jimmy Conway, Billy Bats, or Frenchie? That's very difficult for me to hold that in myself. Because it's such a great scene. I want to scream it. 
And I'm not allowed to. It's These one of the, the rules. rules. No phones and no yelling. Get off your phones. And if you haven't watched that movie 17 to 50,000 times, like All me, my life, I wanted to be a gangster. He just got out of prison. I mean, come on. And then R.I.P. Ray Liotta as well. Let's just go ahead and go with that. Wonderful question. This movie, I swear to God, I don't even know what to tell you about this. Mix, equal together, equal parts, amazing soundtrack featuring Casey and the Sunshine Band, Jethro Tull, Roberta Flack, with incredible acting and a side of porn. Okay. And you get 1997's Boogie Nights. Dirt Diggler. This, I think, was actually my first movie I saw Philip Seymour Hoffman in, too. I hadn't seen The Talented Mr. I don't think The Talented... No, Talented Mr. Ripley is 99. So Philip Seymour Hoffman, to me, was just like, oh, my God. What? Electric, but creepy at the same... (laughs) Another one gone too soon. So in Boogie Nights, what drug is constantly being abused throughout the movie? I'm sorry, I gave away a hint. Uh, I will say... That's not actually the right answer. That's an amazing movie. the 90s because damn it I love the 90s loving the 90s if I had the time machine that would go to what was it 88 miles an hour that where we got okay it was 88 if I could do the DeLorean the 88 miles an hour I would absolutely go back to the 90s amazing time weird time but the music of that time was that was my era of music that was it for me Me too that was everything nirvana pearl jam better than ezra we had everything before that and we had the 90s yeah when when record companies would put money into something else they put a chance after that they 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 stopped trying they were like, this makes money, let's put money into everything that sounds exactly like this. But in the 90s, it was still... It was experimental, too. And it was... We were getting out of the hair bands of the 80s, so we were just going back into the 90s, and it just started. When Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit hit MTV, I remember watching that. I remember where I, exactly where I was, and it was that was it for me. I went out to Goodwill, and... Actually, I think I was with uh, Christy and Julia over there at Goodwill, picking out pants and shirts. 
and flannel. You got to have your flannel. Oh, God, yeah, the duckhead shorts. I had a green butt bag that looked like you could, it looked like hemp. It was really cool. It really looked like hemp. So here we go into question number five. So, again, we had so many movies of the 90s with crazy great soundtracks. But one that really sticks out is Empire Records. It features bands like Better Than Ezra. Yes. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yes. But it even went into Dire Straits and the Cranberries. Yes. yes. And I don't have time to list the rest of the amazing musicians that was in this. The character of Corey is played by Liv Tyler. Name me her real-life rock star dad and the name of his band. You have to name both correctly to get all points. Oh, I will shut up. Liv Tyler's Real Dad. round here we go I'm gonna go again like I said we're gonna keep going strong with this uh, whole 90s another album anthem of the 90s is reality bites the everybody hated me cry name the song that the cast sings in the gas station reality bites name the song that the cast sings in the gas station into the answers for our last round. Again, a little useless movie trivia. I like to uh, give everybody my uh, useless knowledge. So in the movie Goodfellas, do you guys remember that scene? How am I so funny? What is so funny about me? So funny. Am I a fucking comedian? Am I a clown? Am I here to amuse you? I amuse you. That scene is actually based on something that happened to Joe Pesci when he was working at a restaurant. There's a little young buck working at a restaurant. And he apparently told a mobster that he was funny. A compliment that was met with a less than, enthousi- less than enthusiastic response. Pesci relayed the anecdote to Martin Scorsese, who decided to include it in the film. Scorsese didn't include it in the scene in the shooting script. So if you actually watch the movie when he's doing that scene... You can see the people in the background just going, what is going on? They have no idea what's going on, and they are actually terrified. Brilliant. The the only people that knew that scene was going to happen was Pesci and Ray Liotta. So there's your useless movie trivia for the evening. You're fucking with me. So question number one, round three. 
The actor that plays Vincent Vega is John Travolta. Now with John Travolta, he's come up a few times with us, but I also didn't have a chance to include Grease. Um, we had him on Saturday Night Fever, but Grease was one of the big ones as well. Huge. And Oh, Vinnie Balmarino. Hey, man. It definitely, Welcome Back, Carter was definitely the biggest. That was his introduction to us. But I did love, like, Quentin Tarantino is actually really famous for bringing actors out of the, out from the dead. And he, his career was dead. You can only make so many, there's, look who's talking movies before people just go, you know what? I'm done. So, with him coming back with, as Vincent Vega, they had that dance, him and Uma Thurman, and that was just very special. Yeah. So, good fellas, question number two. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Was Billy Bats. Forrest Gump. Question number three. The famous celebrity is Elvis Presley. Number four, oh God, everybody got this guy right. Cocaine. Now, normally on a movie set, they are snorting something. It is actually crushed up B vitamins. Jonah Hill actually caught pneumonia from snorting so much B vitamin off of the Wolf of Wall Street. So, too much B vitamin. He's done better snorting. So bad. C vitamins. The character, Corey, played by Liv Tyler. Her father is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. That's a fact. The bonus question. The song is My Sharona. Round four. All right, so we're going to finish out the 90s with this one and go into the early 2000s. So the music is one of train spotting's main driving forces. Even the most disturbing moments, and there are quite a few in this movie, have a rhythm that prevents things from becoming way too heavy. Name the singer that opens this movie with the proto-punk anthem, Lust for Life. Name the singer that opens the movie of train spotting with Lust for Life. Round four, question number two. We're still in the 90s. So guys, my bucket list of places to visit was Seattle. The apartment and singles was one of my biggest things. So I, we actually went to Seattle about five, six years ago, and we paid an Uber driver extra just to drive us around, be the tour guide, and let me take a photo outside of the apartment Amen. complex in Singles. Never been there, but I love this movie. So what is it about this soundtrack that really got you on that <sighs> one? It was my era. You know, I was born in 1970. So the 70s music was in my blood. The 80s music was in my blood. But the 90s, I felt like I'm in my 20s. 
And I felt like this is my time to rage. This is my time to be cool. And uh, there were a bunch of bands coming out of the Northwest that were awesome. And this movie epitomized, I mean, there was a storyline, but there were a lot of people in this movie that were like my heroes. Well, it gave us the Seattle sound as well, as far as in a movie. Seattle now, we already sound. had it with MTV, but it actually really, yeah. you know, with Reality Bites, I was actually filmed in Oregon, but we had not had a Seattle movie until we had this singles. One. Yeah, absolutely. So, and even Pearl Jam gave, you know... Eddie Vedder they, was a drummer in Citizen Dick <laughs> was the band. But I will tell you this. There were a bunch of cool bands. Very, very cool. You know, just to mention a few of them, it, the soundtrack just featured Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. Pearl Jam, Screaming Trees. That's facts. And this was just really quintessential of our 90s just soundtrack to movies. So when we talk about singles, there is a scene where Linda is at a party when she goes to college. Now, when Linda's at this college, they are giving out something for free. What are they giving out for free? Think college and the 90s and safety. Safety. Think about the movie singles in college. What were they giving out to Linda for free? I got a good one. Think college. Safety. The 90s. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet was just second mainstream film of his to be released. He did Strictly Ballroom before that. And the soundtrack was so 90s it featured, you know, remember Garbage, Everclear, The Cardigans. So your question on this one for Romeo and Juliet is name the actress that played Juliet to Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo. Was it Natalie Portman, Christina Ricci, Claire Danes, or Kate Winslet? Name the actress that played Juliet to Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo. Was it Claire Danes, Natalie Portman, Christina Ricci, or Kate Winslet? State. Guys, Garden State. Woo! Love Garden State. 
Garden State is written, directed, and stars Zach Braff, because he's not a narcissist in any way. When he actually sent out his script, he would send it with a copy of the songs he handpicked, which would also eventually become the soundtrack. So if you go back and listen to the soundtrack, you'll actually notice that the songs coincide with the exact scenes. But when Garden State, when Large, played by Zach Braff, wakes up from the party, what word is written on his forehead? Is it loser, poser, balls, or dick? What word is written on Zach Braff's forehead? Loser, poser, balls, or dick? I think I... Welcome Elaine up here for a minute. She's actually going to do another podcast with me later. Hello. I was not excited to give her a little experience on this one. So we're going to actually talk about 2000's Almost Famous. Great movie. It's really very famous for all of us that really want to belt out Tiny Dancer. Elton John. That's a great, great one. Hold me closer. Tiny Dancer. Hold me closer, Elaine. Hold me closer. Hold me closer. He had sex with my neighbor's mom, and it was uncomfortable. That's the only reason that I don't like this movie. We're going to need the backstory to that one here, um, possibly later. That's totally fictional, and it didn't happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) So when we think about it, the actual group that Crow first toured with was the Allman Brothers. Greg Allman distrusted him and kept asking if he was a narc. You guys remember that? Not yes, only was he I a golden gog, Russell was a golden god, he was also thinking that William was a narc. The enemy. So, I mean, you remember that scene, too, when he was just on the... Yes. With right being just, I am a golden god. So, Crow's in a near-fatal plane crash while traveling with The Who. Now, the character of Russell Hammond is partially based on Glenn Fryer of the Eagles. Here's your question for 2000's Almost Famous. What is the name of the fictional band that William Miller travels with? Name the fictional band that is the feature band in Almost Famous. trivia because that is what I am all about. Danny Boyle credits Spike Jones directed music video for Sabotage 
by the Beastie Boys as his major influence for the opening sequence of the film Trainspotting, which you can kind of see if you watch both side to side. So round four answers. Question number one, Lust for Life is sung by Iggy Pop. Question number two, condoms. Y'all, it's the 90s. Everybody's giving this shit off for free. Juliet to Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo is Claire Danes. The band in Clueless that Cher, Ty, Josh, and Christian danced to at the club is Mighty Mighty Boston's. Garden State. The word balls is on his forehead. Little fun fact about that. If everybody here, if anybody's here has watched The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon is actually the knight that the mother is dating. He's just a fast food knight. And he's the one that says to him, by the way, you have balls written on your face. Get back and watch. Trust me, that is a young Sheldon. 2000's Almost Famous, the band is Stillwater. Round five, we're still in the 2000s. We're not going to leave there, but we are actually going to talk about high fidelity. So I remember when we watched this, it's actually the year 2000, and Scott and I were like, oh my God, this is the greatest movie ever. Let's open a record store. <laughs> now that would have... We don't want to lose money. Oh, my God. That would have fallen fast on our face. It's brilliant, though. But that movie just really made me want to own a record store. As long as I had Jack Black working there and and Scott wore a Cosby sweater. working there. You could smoke in the... I remember that. You could smoke in the store. Nobody is coming in to buy anything. If they do... You piss them off because you're like, are you an asshole? Oh, and it was so great. Oh, my God. It's just so great. What a good time. If you haven't seen I Fidelity, please go home and watch Buy this it. movie. Get the soundtrack because the soundtrack is really incredibly well-rounded. It includes Joan Jett, Peter Frampton, Barry White, and the Beta Band. So yeah. John Cusack plays the owner of Championship Vinyl. What city is it located in? Is it New York, San Francisco, Nashville, or Chicago? Question number two on round number five. Guys, this is the last round. Make it count. Again, no phones. I have eyes everywhere. So question number two. Tugs at the heartstrings. Seriously, tugs at the heartstrings. 
A Star is Born. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, just absolutely amazing. And we're all just having to hear that karaoke rendition as well. But what song is that karaoke song? What song did Lady Gaga win the Oscar for in A Star is Born? Name the song Lady Gaga won the Oscar for in A Star is Born. Question number three. Gonna go back to Baz Luhrmann because I just really love him. Name the 2001 Baz Luhrmann film starring Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman that mix rock ballads together such as Nirvana and Elton John. Name the 2001 Baz Luhrmann film starring Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman that mix rock ballads together, such as Nirvana and Elton John. Oh, wow. question kind of goes into this movie and this song. I gotta give a little everybody remembers Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Cohen Brothers classic. You can't just let it go. So when you hear this, I mean just the start of it, you're just like it just fills me with joy. I'm a bluegrass just fan. I love I make this facial expressions. I love this soundtrack. This thing is just, I've worn this one out. So actually a good little fun fact on this one is uh, the fiddle player for Dr. Ralph Stanley's band, which is, he's the singer of this, is Dr. Ralph Stanley, the father of bluegrass. So the fiddle player is actually the son of my mother's high school boyfriend. We could have been related. You I could have been. Us away. I could have been the daughter of the father of the of the band player. You know, that's my claim to fame. That's all I got, people. If she had married him, I could have had Ralph Stanley money. The movie is again a Coen Brothers just absolute classic. Stars more amazing actors than I can have time to list. However, let's go to when Everett and Del Mar see Pete in the theater. What does Pete say to them? Was it go on without me? Save yourself. Do not seek the treasure. Or help They're me. Not. 
sink the treasure. with my uh, folksy kind of uh, theme I got going right now. Does everybody remember the movie Juno? Juno was released in 2007. And again, one of my favorite folksy soundtracks that I definitely purchased and wore out on my CD player in my car. Yes, CD player in my car. This is before we had the plug-ins with all the you know crap that these kids have now. We had cassette tapes. CD players. So my question for Juno is, what flavor of Tic Tacs are Polly's, played by Michael Sarah? what is his only one, what an only vice? Flavor of Tic Tacs. Is it orange, mint, berry bliss, or fruit adventure? What flavor of Tic Tacs in the movie Juno are Polly's favorite? Orange, mint, berry bliss, or fruit adventure? Growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. Bonus question. Here we go. We can all recognize the impact Marvel has had in the last 15 years. Guardians of the Galaxy was released in 2014 and stood out from the rest due to the soundtrack choices James Gunn, the director, had a hand in, along with great pop culture references from the 80s. This is your bonus question. What is the name of Peter Quill's ship? This is your bonus question. Guardians of the Galaxy, name the ship of Peter Quills.
everybody. I want to thank Butch for being my very amazing, very talented co-host tonight. I know nothing. I know nothing. We did a nice deep dive into our soundtracks that we love. Thank you so much for bringing me back to all these wonderful memories from my youth. I am that old that I have multiple wonderful memories. Well, I'm glad I could bring some joy. You but brought again, me joy. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, go on Facebook. Please like Useless Movie Trivia for me. That helps me out a, quite a bit. Share it with your friends, family. If you're in a guild, churches, I don't know. Just share it. <laughs> also, mark your calendars for July 27th. I'm going to do movies from 1999. Now, that Woo! sounds a little strange, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you that Everything hint. good happened. Though. Google 1999 movies. So many came out at that time. Everything good. Unbelievably amazing movies that year. So we're going to deep dive into that one. You guys have a great night. Be safe. Please, please, please take care of your bartenders. See you guys on the 27th.